Welcome to the This Girl Sales Podcast. I'm your host, Tina Hussey, and this is the podcast for women who sell. When my guest today said yes to being on the show, I was more than excited. She doesn't really need an introduction because those of you that are lovers of SV Dallas will know Alex Blue. She joined the boat in South Africa a couple of years ago with um, a bunch of strangers and continued to sail across the Atlantic Ocean. I was so, so excited to be speaking to her and a little bit nervous (laughs) because I think when you follow people online like Delos um, or any of those guys with really, you know, popular channels, they start to feel like someone that you know quite well. So to be speaking to her um, and asking her questions and having her on the show was really, really fantastic. So let's get into this chat with Alex Blue and I hope you enjoyed it as much as I did. Alex Blue, so excited to have you on the This Girl Sales podcast. Thank you for getting together with me today. Yeah, it's my pleasure. Thanks for the thanks for the invite. So, Alex, I was really, really wanting to speak to you for quite a while now because you've covered some pretty big oceans and have some serious miles under your belt. Um, but for those that don't know you, how did you get into world cruising and sailing? Well, I'd say the easiest way to sum that up would be that my camera led me to sailing. <laughs> nice. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I've been aboard SV Delos for uh, coming up on three years now. And since hopping on in Cape Town, we've sailed, we've done three Atlantic crossings, and that's coming up to around 20,000 nautical miles or so. Wow. Um, and it was just chance that led me to, to Delos. It was like a random email that I sent, and it turned into a big change in my life path. <laughs> and uh, did you sail before, or are you, like, you know, a lot of people are sort of born into sailing. Is it something you discovered later in life, or were you sailing before Delos? Um, I Yeah, I've definitely got into it more recently. I had kind of had a crash course in it before Delos. Um, just, I'd been traveling, bouncing around Central and South America for the few years before I linked up with Delos and um, ended up working on a catamaran for a summer that sailed between uh, Colombia and Panama. So it's sort of one of those trips that takes uh, like 15 or 20 backpackers and puts them on like a 50-foot catamaran, takes them to San Blas, Uh, for a five-day trip and then does the same trip back with a new group of people. So I did that for a summer and I was filming on a boat. Um, So we weren't sailing a bunch because it wasn't really the good season for sailing, but I did, yeah, have my first experience living on a boat and completely different circumstances, but learned a lot from that one. And and that was my introduction to see that people were actually living on boats full-time and um, that's what got me interested in in sailing, and that's what led me to Delos ultimately. And were you following the Delos journey before, before that, or I was, was not. Oh wow! Nope. I I knew. Yeah, one of my friends, one of my sailing buddies, sent me a link to their video one day, and I just clicked over and watched two minutes of the first episode that that popped up, and I saw that they were sailing, traveling, diving, and filming it all, and I just clicked over to my their webpage and sent them an email. The subject was 
wanting to get involved, smiley face. <laughs> and I just told them that I was into pretty much all the same things. And two weeks later, I was on Delos in Cape Town, and I had no idea everything that Delos was and the tribe and what it meant to people. And I, I, I had absolutely no idea. Yeah, isn't it a beautiful thing? Um, I mean, you know, like from a, a massive fan myself and, you know, my, my four-year-old son loves you guys too. You know, he's, he's grown up on you quite literally. <laughs> um, That's awesome. Yeah, and it's so funny. Like we, he just hears the music and he's like, Delos. And, and we saw um, an Amel here on the Gold Coast in Southport. And he's like, oh, Delos is here. And I'm like, no, hon, it's... <laughs> Oh, that's awesome! He recognized it though. Yeah, yeah, he, yeah. I think he's watched pretty much every episode, so he's he's got a little bit of an education along the way. <laughs> yeah, that's cool. I love hearing it when when kids watch the videos too. That's awesome. Yeah, but um, I mean, the impact you guys are having on the world and is just so beautiful. And what you do for the sailing community and for cruisers is. Um, yeah, I can't thank you enough for, for just getting it out there and for opening people's eye, eyes up to the beauty of the ocean. It's so special. Yeah, I'm always really amazed how many people uh, it inspires to like make big changes in their life. And it is a really special thing, but the group of people that watch it, it's just, man, they're, they're so incredibly nice and giving and you know now everywhere we go people that watch the videos reach out and they show us around their their home area and of course that's always the best way to see a place is through locals eyes so it's just a really 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 special group of people yeah amazing amazing so Alex I have to ask like how did it feel stepping onto a boat with a bunch of strangers knowing that that you're going to cross a huge ocean I mean did you have to come over um overcome fear and and doubt in your own mind about that like that's a pretty big big thing to do I don't think I really had any fear or doubt necessarily um it all happened so quickly that I just kind of jumped right into it and uh the other boat that I had mentioned that I was living on the first boat I lived on we lived with like 20 people on a 52 foot catamaran for weeks at a time so it was like sleeping outside every night and there was I didn't have a bunk there was cockroaches on the boat it was it was just mayhem so when I got to Delos and saw that I actually had my own bunk and saw the way that they were living on Delos I was it's like oh <laughs> this is how boat life can be okay <laughs> um yeah but, a little bit different yeah 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 exactly um but I just I had no idea looking back I just I was extremely naive about pretty much everything and I had no idea all the challenges that lay ahead of me at that time um so yeah I didn't really have any fear I can't say um but there's been obviously a lot that I've had to um like overcome and and personal challenges and struggles and stuff along the way I just wasn't aware that they were (laughs) ahead of me at that point (laughs) yeah um what what's been your biggest challenge when it comes to sailing? Um, let's see. I'd say, I'd say it changes, you know, in the beginning, it's, um, in the beginning it was just not knowing that much and constantly being sort of, um, you know, 
the the underdog or not knowing this and not knowing that and messing this up and you know how it is on a boat you hit one switch and yeah. all of a sudden you have you know a freezer full of defrosted meat or it's just so many things like yeah. the learning curve is so 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 steep and so I think for the first six months or so it was just really um, trying to learn everything from sailing to living on the boat to you know adjusting to crew and different things like that and um, and then just yeah, being away from friends and family for such long periods of time and um, just living in small spaces. And it changes. I think every few months there's a new challenge that once you overcome the last one, it's time to learn how to deal with the next thing as you sort of level up. <laughs> yeah, that's definitely sailing, isn't it? I don't think you ever learn everything. Um, that's yeah, but that's kind of yeah. the, the beauty of it. I think it's just an always an ongoing, you're learning so much all the time. Yeah, I agree. There's so many, so many aspects to it. So it's a great place to learn if you are open to it. Yeah. And yeah. So what's your greatest love of sailing so far that you've learned so far? Mm. Is there one? <laughs> <laughs> Do you mean like a, like an aspect about actually sailing? Or? Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, I just think it's incredible that you can, you know, our, our first passage from, uh, well, our first handful of passages when we sailed from Cape Town to Namibia, and then once we went from Namibia to St. Helena Ascension to Southern Brazil, we did that all under sail without motoring at all. Yeah. And that just blew my mind that you could cross an ocean in that way. Um, just you know with the with the power of nature and there's so many things that go hand in hand with that but I just feel like it's such a special way to travel when you know you look at even flying and stuff I try not to fly anymore because it's it's just so heavy on the environment but it's such a like a friendly nature friendly way to travel and I think it's incredible that it's you know there's such a tradition with it and it's had such an influence on kind of the development of the world and history and so yeah, the fact that you can just cross cross an ocean with just the wind is a pretty special thing to me. Yeah, it's amazing, isn't it? Yeah. So, um, Alex, for you know, people know you through Delos, and um, you know, the YouTube sailing phenomena is pretty popular these days. And I think a lot of people see, you know, the lives of cruisers as beautiful beaches and new countries, and it's kind of easy to assume it's all sunshine and unicorns. But what is it? I mean, you spend a lot of time working, don't you, with with Delos? Yes. What, what is a what is a day? <laughs> yeah, it's not like you just go flick and these videos come together. But and I know it's a you know it's it's all of you, all of whoever's on board. But for you, what what does a day look like for you? Like, you know, when you're working and, and combining that beautiful lifestyle, what it, how does it look? Yeah, I think I think it's a lot more work than people realize. Um, it's not anything to complain about because it's work that we really enjoy doing um but it's it's completely full-on there's no line between uh like being at work and being off work yeah it's just every moment that you're awake there's something to be done whether it's emptying cameras or filming something or editing which is extremely time consuming or cleaning the boat or doing boat work or cleaning the bottom or preparing for the next sail or you know, locking in crew, it's, it's just, it's pretty much all day, every day from waking up to going to sleep. Um, but the, 
it's it kind of goes in chapters i would say i mean this season we pretty much sailed a lap around the atlantic so yeah. i think we had added it up the other day and we had like over 50 days at sea in the last um six months so it's like yeah. offshore open ocean yeah um and so that there's a lot of that which is obviously a highlight because <laughs> you just you don't really have to worry about all the other things that you need to be doing you can just enjoy and be disconnected and just be focusing on the boat um but other days um some days it's a filming day we oh, you know okay. have, pick out something we want to do whether it's diving or uh, exploring on the island and then we'll wake up get all the cameras ready and and go head out and, and film for the day um and a lot of days it's editing that's probably i mean for me personally on Delos, that's my most time-consuming thing that I do. Um, the boys are handling more boat work stuff, so if you ask any member of the Delos crew, they'd probably have a different answer. But yes, of course. Um, <laughs> but yeah, just trying to spend you know a few hours. I actually try to get off the boat when I edit, just to have a little bit of separation. So um, like a normal work day for me would be waking up. Um, eating breakfast, hopefully taking a swim to the beach if we're at a, at a good anchorage, relaxing for a little bit or doing yoga or something, and then coming back and hopping in the dinghy, going to shore, trying to find a cafe with internet, and uh, hunkering down and, and trying to get some, some editing in, and then coming back and, uh, yeah, hanging out with the crew, maybe doing some boat work or or something like that but that's that's like a typical when there's not that's like downtime um downtime on work days on, on yeah. Dallas, i would say that's my average day yeah cool and so um yeah. on passage does that mean you don't do a lot of editing it's just more kind of in the moment or are you yeah we try not to be on our computers when we're sailing there's just something so wrong about that yeah <laughs> yeah so true <laughs> Yeah, awesome. I mean, we do it. We do it sometimes when we have to, but it's it's just not it's not fun. It's not what you should be doing when you're sailing. You know, we really try to disconnect when we're when we're out at sea, and otherwise, what's the point, right? Yeah, exactly. And I guess you also need that recharge too, from from work. If we say that that's work to um to keep the uh, the interest and the love there. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So when when you're on passage, what what do you love about your the um, the longer passages? You know, when you're at sea for say four or five days plus. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I would say my favorite part about it is that you really just completely disconnect yeah. from the world. Yeah. Um, and you know, you don't have internet. You're not talking to anyone besides the crew, and you really just get to do. I find when I'm on passage, I do all the things that I would want to do that like in normal life that fall, that are the first things that, that kind of fall to the wayside when I'm too busy with life stuff and work. So like, um, you know, working out and playing the ukulele and spending hours reading and spending hours writing and just sitting and doing nothing, (laughs) you know, it's kind of an excuse. Whereas I think when we're, connected or at anchor and we're working it's like okay what's next what's next what's what's next and when you're on passage that's just that's not there and that's the only kind of place I've found in the world that that's gone yes um, I've, I've heard you say that before and I couldn't agree more it's so um amazing to have that disconnection from 
technology and be at one with the ocean, so to speak. Yeah, exactly. And yeah, I don't know, your mind, my, I just feel like the longer I'm out, the more clear my mind becomes because I'm not, you know, exerting energy on sort of keeping up with everything, all the stimulus that's going on around me. It's, it's just, it's such a small environment that we're in and it's, it's quite limited. So it's, it's really nice. Yeah. Do you find it sort of hard to, or a bit of a challenge to integrate when you get back to land? Cause I know like my son and I just went down to Tasmania on a plane and it was a bit of a, like everything was moving so fast and there were so many people, like we talked before about airports, like it was just like almost a insult in your senses that takes a few days to, um, to get into if you've been on an ocean passage yeah we i mean we usually the places that we sail into are pretty chill and small so it doesn't ever feel too weird to integrate into those but definitely i mean having spent the last a uh, couple of days traveling through airports and stuff it's just everything is is just a whirlwind yeah. <laughs> there's just so much unnecessary things going on yeah <laughs> it's comical you know like I, I was just at a moment when I went to the bathroom and I was just trying to go to the bathroom and the toilet flushed three times on its own while I was trying to use the bathroom like is that really necessary and I just feel like if you apply that to like everything else it's just like so overly done you know yes so true <laughs> that's funny <laughs> so of all the places and beautiful places you've been do you have a highlight um so far I think it, it would depend on exactly what like if you're saying is there a diving highlight or is there a highlight for hiking or, or these different things but I think I think Namibia yeah. itself was really 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 uh, unique and definitely very unlike anywhere else that I've been since um, just the sand dunes off the coast and the amount of wildlife in the water was absolutely insane from whales to dolphins to penguins and seals. And um, so that was pretty wild. Um, and let's see where else. Um, I'd probably say Brazil in general. We spent like six months in Brazil and it was a fantastic time. And you know, in the six months we were there, we only saw two international sailboats. Yeah, um, there's a lot of Brazilian sailboats there, but no one else is really cruising Brazil, kind of because of this reputation that it has. Yeah. But it was, yeah, we had a, a great, great time there, and I really, I really like staying in places for longer. Yeah. Um, and getting to know like the culture better, and learn the language a bit, and the way the way that things are done, and. Um, kind of starts to feel like home after a while so that's always a, a good feeling yeah yeah and did you feel um you know worried up for safety or anything in brazil because as you said that sort of it's got a bit of a, a reputation yeah it um it definitely does have a reputation there's specific places that we knew that we weren't going to go before we entered brazil um yeah. because just because if there's actual re- you know, um, boardings and stuff going on, we're, we're not going to go there. And, uh, so we avoided those places and we had, because of that, we had the exact opposite experience. Like Brazilians are so nice. I mean, there was even one day where, um, 
the dinghy came undone from the from Delos when we were sailing from one island to the other, and we didn't realize it for a little while. And so once we finally did, we got Delos turned back around, and we went back, and someone had just hopped in the dinghy and, and anchored it. You know, they could have easily just stolen it, and it's just not like that there Hmm. um definitely in some parts obviously if you're in favelas in rio and there's certain ports that are dangerous and that you need to be avoiding and stuff like that but we had just the complete opposite experience and um so yeah but we did have a talk i mean i remember the last couple days when we were pulling into brazil we had we all had to sit down as a crew and talk about okay if we do get boarded what is our plan of action um, and how do we go about dealing with this? And it was a really intense and really real talk to have. Yeah. Um, but just never even came close to anything like that. But I think the main thing is just planning ahead and obviously reading Noonsight and being aware of your surroundings and, um, and avoiding, yeah, just avoiding certain places to begin with is probably the biggest thing that you can do. Yeah, yeah. So when you're when you're traveling from country to country and doing passage planning, is that a sort of a full crew thing, or is it left to one person, or are you all involved in doing research and? Yeah, we we all can um, we all talk about things and, and make decisions um, kind of as we go. There's usually some kind of a end game of where we want to be by a certain time at the end of the season, just obviously because of weather or certain things like that. Um, And then wherever we want to go along the way, we just, you know, talk and vote. Do we want to stop here? Do we not want to stop here? And um, luckily, everyone's usually on the same page for the most part. So that works out really well. Yeah, it's um, the, the dynamics between the crew is just, I mean, it comes through you know, through your filming, but, um, it's, I mean, you guys are like a family. It's pretty, pretty awesome that you're all in the same vibe and I mean, different personalities, but the way you all work together is, is really, really cool to watch. Yeah. I think that's the most, uh, special part about a crew is not everyone has to be good at the same thing. Yeah. You know? Yeah. <laughs> and then, but when you all come together, you're kind of this like super organism because, this person's really good at that. That person's really good at this. And you kind of have your, all your own spaces that you can take like ownership of. And it makes for a really, really, really good team when it's all said and done. Yeah. And, um, awesome stories, you know, like when you see the really sort of, you know, off the cuff remarks that someone says and, and, and it's captured on film and it's just so, so funny. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I think that's something that I really appreciate about Delos is, you know, we're not, taking ourselves too seriously (laughs) and we're not trying to just show you know what you mentioned earlier like just show the nice beaches and just show the good parts it's it's important to show that it's hard too and that toilets are exploding and maybe you miss your family or or this and that I mean it's it is it is hard it's it's extreme highs and extreme lows and to only show the highs doesn't really feel fair to me for someone else that's watching and wanting to live this life it's like you're not really telling the full story, you know? Yeah, yeah, you definitely give a taste of um, of all of it. And I think, you know, I'm sure other people are the same, but you kind of feel like we know you guys, you know? Like, if you were to pull up in the anchorage, you'd be like, oh, hey, you know, like, it's Delos and the family, and it's just we've known you guys forever because we get so 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 much connection through your videos. And, and um, 
even though we talked about it before, it's just so, so special. It's really cool. Yeah, a lot of people say that when they meet him. It's, it's cool. It's sort of, Brady always puts it well. He says, all right, well, half the work is done then. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. No, we just need to get to, to get to know you guys. So. Yes. <laughs> it's cool. People are always so nice, you know? It's crazy. Like, yeah. uh, the it's so fun pulling into an anchorage and people rolling up with beers or, or anything like that. It's just a really warm welcome. Yeah, restores your faith in humanity a bit, doesn't it? <laughs> Yeah, I always say that putting the filter of sailing like on a group of people yes. is probably one of the best filters ever because everyone's just so like-minded. Yes. You know, people are different. They come from different walks of life, families, couples, whatever it is. But if ever if someone's interested in sailing, then they're, they definitely have uh, several things in common more than just sailing. Yes, so true, so true. So something I'm always intrigued to know um, Alex, I mean, Delos is a, it's not a huge boat, but it's not tiny, but you've got anywhere from four to how many crew on board? Six or eight? Yeah, four to six. Four usually. to six, yeah. So, um, how do you go with relationships? Because obviously you and Brady are, are a couple, um, was it, it didn't start off that way, but how, how do you maintain a, a healthy relationship, even with Brady and then with other crew members? on in a small space because i know that's what i get asked a lot um what's your thoughts on that yeah i would say i would say one of the most valuable lessons that i've learned living on a boat like that with different people from all over the world who come from different cultures come from different family backgrounds and different walks of life and everything like that is that the main thing that i've learned is that however I if someone if I feel upset about something it's that's my problem Mm. it's I don't I'm not feeling this way because someone's making me feel this way I'm I'm letting someone upset me or taking something personally and that's something that I need to fix within myself Um, and that's really hard (laughs) to do but it's a good challenge and um it just makes you realize that, yeah, however I feel, that's not the right way. That's just my take on things and, um, you know, valuing everyone's personal opinions and feelings and on things like that. Um, so that's how I would say I, I maintain um, all of the relationships on the boat. It's just by work, doing work on myself and not blaming mm. anyone for anything else. Um, which I still, I mean, I'm still, I still work on that all the time. It's not like I've, it's not something I've conquered by any means. Mastered, yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then with Brady, yeah, it's really crazy because we, from the day that we met, we've lived together, worked together, traveled together, done basically everything together, yeah. um, including starting to date and everything that came after that so I think it's really hard because I think the time apart from each other in a relationship is just as important as time together Um, and we don't have time apart so we have to try to figure out how to balance that out a little bit Mm. Um, and I don't know the answer to that yet (laughs) to be totally honest but I think just communication is the the biggest thing yes something's you know, if something's going on, just talk about it because otherwise it, it festers and it builds and, and all that stuff. And, um, I just feel really lucky to know that 
we are compatible as we are. I don't. I know that there's a lot of really great couples out there that maybe put under these circumstances might not be able to handle it. Yeah. Um, and so I just, yeah, I just feel lucky to, to have found a partner that's, that I'm, that I'm so compatible with. Mm. Um, yeah. I don't know if that answers the question. I guess that's a work in progress as well. Yeah, no, totally. I think two, um, great life lessons there. Um, and wow, you must really love your camera because Gee, it's brought you two beautiful things. <laughs> oh man, every it's brought me everything that's good in my life. Yeah, how amazing! Yeah. yeah. Um. So speaking of your camera, can we t- touch on that a little bit? What's what's your what's your thing? What were you doing before Delos? And you say that it's because of the camera. Tell us a little bit more about that. Yeah. So I went to school for media communications. So I was studying kind of like TV production and um, stuff like that at school. And then when I graduated, um, I just started my own little production company doing photo and video work. I tried to get a real job in San Francisco and just could not ever, I don't know what it was. It just never worked for me. Uh, And it was really, really frustrating, but it kind of built this little fire in my chest, and I just said, well, I'm just going to do it myself then, and so I started doing it on my own, and um, so from the time that I graduated until meeting up with Delos, which was like, let's see, six years or something like that, Mm -hmm. I just did my own little mini production company and freelance for other production companies. Um, I would shoot everything from, like, events to promo videos and weddings and everything in between. Like, my business was 100% my group of friends, so it was really, really random projects here and there, but it always kind of just kept me afloat, Um, and it was hard. It was really, really hard, but I, I just always tried to stay true to making things that I enjoyed making, which... Um, left my bank account a little bit more empty, but it definitely grew my skill set and was more fulfilling. I, I never wanted to like sell out and just, I don't know, creativity is a, it's a really fine line. I think once you are trying to make your, your creative passion, also your, you know, mm. what's supporting you financially. And it's once you're kind of selling your creativity to someone else and letting someone else manage manage it, it's really, really hard to keep that flame lit. So, so, so yeah, that was it. And then I started, like, traveling um, and got into scuba diving and, um, yeah, ended up working on that other sailboat. So my goal, like, when I started my business was I hadn't even really traveled that much in my early 20s, but I knew that I wanted to start a business, but I knew I really wanted to travel. Mm. And I wanted to travel more than just, like, a few weeks out of the year. I wanted it to be a part of my lifestyle. And so my goal was to – I just always really wanted to work in Central America. I don't know why. And and so I kind of started doing that and getting random gigs and then in South America and – um, and then just, I would usually come back to California for the winters in Tahoe, which is what we're doing now. <laughs> yeah, perfect. So you're sort of, you're, um, what, you're going to head off skiing? Well, when you get there. You... <laughs> yes, if we make it there. If you make it there. Um, yeah, we, we both snowboard, so yeah, that's okay. the plan. So that's your other yeah, love. Yeah, still going to be yeah. in it. Sorry, go ahead. Sorry, I was just going to say that's your other love, being in the mountains and skiing yeah, or boarding yeah yeah mm-hmm. 
it's it feels like the perfect balance being at, at the, you know living on the ocean and being able to live that whole lifestyle and then going up into the mountains it's obviously so different but there are a lot of similarities like i feel like when you're you know in the kind of middle of nowhere on this mountain and you're riding and down it on a board you're like what the hell this is crazy you know and it's, i don't know it's a lot of similar things i think to to sit to the ocean life in a way just in a completely different like format yeah yeah agreed and just being um as you said being able to move through nature with a with a light footstep whether it's by sail or by snowboard is uh is pretty epic yeah you're so close to nature um in both ways and nature controls like i i always find find like that when weather is controlling yeah what's going on around me it feels really nice for some reason because you know it's just out of your hands yes you know yes and it sort of dictates you're like okay the wind's blowing we're going sailing or we're going kiting or it's flat today so it's a good dive day it's it's snowing today so we're gonna go ride or yeah. i don't know it's just fun waiting on the weather it's like kind of addicting for yeah. some reason yeah i know i completely relate i love that too <laughs> um yeah so I was getting back to life on board Delos. Um, mm-hmm. Something else people always ask me about is health on board. How do you sort of keep healthy mentally, physically? I know we talked about communication when it comes to personal relationships, but um, I mean, I know you're moving around a lot when you're on a boat because you're always trying to keep upright and you're always walking to beaches and stuff like that. But do you have any tips for people that are um, cruising to keep keep healthy? Yeah, so I'd actually say that this one's kind of hard because yeah. it turns out when you live on a boat, you don't walk much. <laughs> um, obviously, there's everything that you said. There's all this like random physical things sort of worked into the day, like lifting up the dinghy at night or or doing you know cleaning the bottom and stuff like that. But uh, I have to really, really, really try to push myself to. Um, stay active Mm. um so the way and it it can be hard i think i think when it comes to having like a routine uh, like working out is so much of a routine and when your routine is constantly changing it can be difficult to maintain that yes um but for me it's just been trying to uh make working out a priority when I wake up in the morning because otherwise I know it's not going to happen <laughs> so I go through phases where it's either doing yoga on deck if it's a calm anchorage or um or just going going to shore and going for a run and that's always a really cool way to see islands um and and then on passage like my body really hurts if I don't work out when we're on passage because you're kind of rocking and rolling around and being so tense for so long so yeah, yeah. I just throw my yoga mat out on on the kind of stern deck area and have some weights and I just have like a 45 minute little workout routine that I do that makes me feel really really good um and yeah I don't let's see I would say just making yourself do it which is probably the same as when you're on land trying to work out but I think when you're on a boat it's easy to say like oh there's not there's no room or oh well we're sailing so I can't do it and it's really easy to make excuses and just just get don't if you if you're making an excuse just don't accept it to yourself just find a way to do it whatever whatever it is even if it's push-ups in the cockpit or whatever you know 
Yeah, I was just going to say, um, it's amazing what you can um, what you can get done in the cockpit if you put your mind to it, workout-wise, you know? That's, yeah, that's it, yeah. Instead of, like, making the, letting the excuses kind of win, because it's easy to do. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then, I'd say taking time for yourself is a, is a really mm. big one, whether it's just going up on the bow and putting headphones on for a while, or um, I'm not, I don't have that strong of a meditation practice, but it's something that I... I try to focus on and, and do as much as I can just those little even if it's 15 minutes or 20 minutes of peace and quiet it goes a really long way I think when you're around other people for every other minute of the day yeah so true yeah. um yeah and then nutrition um I would say well I'm I'm usually the only vegetarian on board of Delos and I know that people if some people find it hard to believe that you can survive like that but it is possible um (laughs) but I really like having my little um I have even if you're not a vegetarian I think it's it's a good tip to have there's there's like um some like they're not protein powders but it's like a Mm -hmm. fermented food um protein sort of powder that you can put into smoothies and stuff yeah um, and I think that's nice because even with the water maker, which makes the water so pure that you're missing out on, on some vitamins and stuff, you get your fill from that. Yep. So I think that's a nice like supplement, a nice way to kind of make up for things. And yeah, but I mean, generally everywhere we go, it's, it's mostly just fresh fruit and stuff like that. So it's pretty easy to, to eat healthy and we're making everything on, on board. We eat on board so much. So it's usually just quinoa or lentils stuff like that so it's just Mm. when we spend too much time on land that we get unhealthy (laughs) yeah yeah when it's too easy (laughs) yeah exactly yeah awesome so what is the what does the future look like for you alex is sailing a permanent fixture in your life now or are you just kind of rolling with the punches or um you know what's what's next on for you and, and delos yeah, it's definitely a permanent fixture. Amazing. Um, there are, there have been over the last year and over the next year, a lot of changes going on on Delos because Karen and Brian had a baby. Yes. Um, which is awesome. They just came back to Antigua with her little Sierra. She's four months old and she's so sweet. She's really calm and super cute. Um, and it's awesome to just see them kind of morph into this like family unit they've both changed so much too it's really really cool to see yeah beautiful um yeah so so they have the boat now for the next um like six months or or however long um and then we have we do have some talks about the future obviously brady and i are going to go hang out in the mountains for a bit which is a much needed uh break and but to balance things out um and then, I don't know, me and Brady made a pact the other day that we were going to buy a boat this time next year on our own boat. So oh. that's a pretty exciting, big decision as well. Yeah. Amazing. That's exciting. Yeah. Yeah. Dallas is a little small to have all of us on board all the time. And I mean, you you have a four-year-old kid, you said, right? Yeah. Yeah. The boat yeah, gets smaller. So you, can, you can probably imagine <laughs> how it would be to have like a whole other group of people on board on top of that it would be kind of a lot I think yeah yeah I mean you know Joel my partner Joel and I started sailing um pre-baby and um Mm -hmm. you know I I love watching the evolution of Delos with now having a you know Brian and Karen having a 
a little baby girl, like, it's, I think it's so great because it's so doable with kids. Like, it's, it's an amazing lifestyle, but things do have to change, as you said. Like, it's just inevitable. Um, and, yeah. But super exciting for, for both parties. And, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It was, I think, Sierra was the perfect Kickstarter. Like, I think everyone was ready for a big change and no yeah. one knew what it was. Yeah. And now that Sierra's in the picture, she's like the perfect little Kickstarter for all these other changes to start taking place and everyone's really excited about them and so yeah it's good stuff I mean we have so many ideas I mean every single day me and Brady talk about maybe we could do this maybe we could do that um but pretty much all of them are still related to sailing so it's just a matter of figuring out which path that we want to take yeah good that's good to hear love it <laughs> yeah <laughs> um Alex, so where can people follow you online if they want to keep up with the changes coming? And um, obviously there's Delos, but for you, where where's the best place to follow your journey? Yeah, so I put um, most of my photos and kind of what I'm doing currently on my Instagram account, which is Blue View for You. So that's B-L-U-E-V-U-E, the number four, Y-O-U, Blue View for You. Excellent. We'll, we'll link I'll link to that in the um, in the show notes so people can look you up um, cool Alex this has been so good I um, I've loved watching you from the second you got on Delos in South um, South Africa and your crossing and the, the girl tribe was just such an amazing dynamic um, and it's been yeah it's so cool we just are hanging out for every single Delos episode that comes out so as I said before thank you for not only being on the podcast but for just being an amazing human being oh thank you that's really really sweet thank you so much for that (laughs) excellent um so I'll sign off now and um happy snowboarding bit of a change of scenery for you guys I hope you enjoy it that's it thank you so much and uh, enjoy the enjoy the summer out there thank you Wasn't that an amazing conversation? I just loved speaking to Alex and sharing her sailing journey leading up to her jumping on board SV Delos. I will link to Alex's personal portfolio on the show notes, which can be found at thisgirlsails.com. You'll also find all of the other women who sail who I've spoken to. And if you'd like to follow my journey, um, where my family and I live full-time on board our yacht, Galileo, you can find me at This Girl Sales on Facebook and Instagram. I hope you enjoyed this one as much as I did, and I look forward to bringing you all of the other amazing women who sail coming up really soon. Until next time, happy sailing. <laughs>